Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Heine House Gaming and Tech Podcast. I'm your good friend, Jason Heine, hanging out with you for the next hour or so. So good to see you. Hello. Welcome. Uh, gr uh, possible, possible good news about my schedule changing, possibly for the better. But uh, as you may have noticed, I'm releasing this on Thursday. And uh, I feel like I may have to transition to Thursdays for a little while. Uh, my work schedule... Uh, Long story short, so usually I'm able to do some of my podcast production as in putting together my notes while I'm at work during some uh, lunches and breaks. But um, man, I just, they have us doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And I'm in fact not able to spend that time doing that anymore. So it's looking like I may have to transition to podcast to release it on Thursday, which it is today. It is August 13th, 2020, 836 in the morning, Thursday. Uh, so I'll be releasing this later on. So look for the podcast for Thursday, uh, Thursday afternoon-ish uh, for a little while, but still, you know, it's only a few days late, but uh, it'll be it'll be totally fine. Um, and then last update on that before I jump into the episode is that my schedule might be changing. I don't know just yet. There's some rumors that, that uh, we might get some 410s back in my life, which would really, really be awesome. That would give me an extra whole day to actually do things uh, and also... Um, I would be able to stay up and see Steph more and stream more and do that. So like, that would be great. So we'll see what happens. It's, it's rumored and I don't believe anything until it actually happens, of course. So we will, uh, we will see, but, uh, from there, that's what we've got. Hey, shout out to all of the amazing and awesome support. See if I can get my soundboard to work. Is my Mac sleeping? Sure is. Thank you folks. Everyone on the ground floor, main floor and game loft tiers on Patreon. Visit my website, HeineHouse.com. If you want to check that out, there's a link at the very top left of your page. It just says Patreon. You click it. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Uh, this week, I, in fact, did a car vlog on my way home uh, for patrons. Everyone gets that from the main floor and above, which, uh, which is great. I talked for about 25 or so minutes about stuff that I'm thinking of doing and fine tuning and cutting the fat around my some of my content and tightening things up. And a lot of great stuff in store for the future. I feel like the first 10 years of, of my life, and again, I summarize that on, on my episode, uh, my 10-year retrospective episode, which people really, really enjoyed. And I'm looking to the next 10 years. And, you know, the first 10 years were like, the plan was to do this, 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 and then it evolved into this and this. And then now I'm really trying to fine-tune the next 10. So I'm really thinking hard about that, uh, which is just, it's just awesome. Like, it, it feels good to actually be thinking in in those terms in that way. So, uh yeah. Yeah, we're going to we're going to continue on and we're going to uh hop right into the episode. Um I have some gaming news to talk about. I have like I think one one small tech article and then we're actually going to we're going to change gears in the tech section. I actually have Now, you know we talk about people who are scamming uh phishing spelled with a p. Of course, on the online, people try to fish and get your, your data, your info to do malicious things. Um, something that has happened recently, and in, in fact, it's, it's starting to blow up for me right now, is I have people on Facebook Messenger trying to scam me, and it's happening actually almost daily. And I, I had, I've had three in the past 24 hours come through and I'm getting anywhere between 10 to 15 friend requests on Facebook. And, uh, 
a lot of them are fake spam and scam accounts. And I know this and uh, I've been accepting the friend request. And in fact, I'm trying to learn more about why or not why, but in which way they're scamming. Because we'll talk about it in tech. I, in fact, I'm going to jump into the iPad. We're going to jump right into um, Messenger. And then we're going to uh, look at at the scam. And I'm going to read it out. And you're going to see the text conversation about how they're trying to get my data, what they're asking. These are things that I'm hoping will educate you and put you in a position to where you you will be more vigilant and you will be better educated to, to then help uh, you yourself or others who may be in a similar situation and not know exactly what's going on. Uh, so anyway, that's going to be later in tech. It's going to be really cool. This is the first time I'm doing it. In fact, I'm probably going to chop, I'll probably chop the episode at that point and make a separate YouTube video and upload that showing this, because I think it's that important to actually showcase the scamming and the phishing and that stuff going on because we have a whole new era of scammers who are using not just like pop-ups and you click it and you have to call a number and then, you know, unsuspecting people call and give their data. That's the old way, which they still are doing and making millions doing currently. But we have a new way and that's on Facebook Messenger or other social media platforms. They kind of go hand in hand. It's really exciting. I'm excited to share it and we'll talk about that a little bit later. All right, sound good? Let's jump into some random news. We have some more uh, unfortunate news for food. And we talk a little, we try to talk a little bit about food here. We have some more COVID closures, I called it. It's really sad, actually. Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, America runs on Dunkin' is their slogan. But uh, unfortunately, they're closing a whole bunch of stores. Dunkin' is permanently closing 8% of it. And that's, that may seem small. 8% of its United States location, which amounts to roughly 800 restaurants. So think about that. I know it's only 8%, but 800 restaurants, people are losing their job there. That's really, really sad. Um, on top of, every, you know, millions and millions and millions of people around the world losing their job. You know, this is just another hit. Uh, the company announced the changes in its second quarter earnings they released last Thursday. Duncan described the closures as, quote, real estate portfolio rational, rational, rationalization. Oh, my God. Rationalization. Can I not rational, <laughs> rationalization, rational. I, I can't fucking say that word. You know how long it took me to say literally, you know how long it took me to say literally when I was a kid, I could not actually, here's a little funny thing. When I was a kid, I could not pronounce, um, L's for whatever reason. I just could not pronounce L's. And you guys know, I, I kind of talk with whatever you want to say. I just kind of have my own little my slang and my way of saying things all fucked up, but I couldn't say my L's. And so like my mom enrolled me in a, a speech, whatever it was, speech therapy or learning or special learning assistant or whatever the fuck it was called. And she tried to get me to say my, um, my, my L's. Like when I would say lemon, I just basically say like women, <laughs> right? So I couldn't ever say my L's, which is really funny. And, uh, I since been able to fix that, but you know, you have some words you can't say. Okay. Anyway, fuck it. So anyway, Duncan is closing 800 stores and that's shitty. Okay. That is shitty. Not that, you know what? I think Duncan in like the eighties and nineties has been amazing. They always were really, really good. Um, not that they've gone off the deep end here, but I, I don't know that they've, I don't know that they've modernized enough. I don't know that they've been able to keep up with the current climate in the coffee world, coffee, donuts, 
I mean, what is it? What is it? I mean, I, I would much rather go to a local mom and pop place or a local chain here in Arizona and get some donuts rather than Duncan. And that's kind of sad, right? Duncan used to be the spot. And if you're not living in the U.S., you know, you're probably like, I don't really give a shit. And it's understandable. You don't know what the Duncan is. And I get that. Um, but so, yeah, it's really, really sad. Just another, another uh, you know, shot there of, uh, of closure. That's really, really sad. Um, they say here more than half of the closures are in the, are in the Speedway convenience stores. Um, so basically they have Dunkin' Donuts inside convenience stores. And so about half of those are going to be those convenience stores. You know, McDonald's had a similar fate, actually. McDonald's was announcing that they were closing. Oh, actually, no, I have it right here in the next article. Fucking A, no wonder. I was like, I think I saw it somewhere. It's in the next article. McDonald's also 200 stores, which uh, a lot of them are in Walmarts. So, you know, inside Walmart, they have um, the McDonald's when you walk in. Some have Subway, some have McDonald's. Um, there were some, some of them locally have the pretzel place. What's the pretzel place? Um, uh, Annie Ann's or An An Annie's pretzels or Wetzel pretzel or something like that. And those are fantastic. I mean, I love those. Those are fucking so good, but you know, similar fate, right? Similar fate. So, um, yeah, McDonald's has announced that too. Uh, nearly, um, 95 of their locations, McDonald's restaurants include, include a drive-through, so what's happening is they're finding that, of course, during this time, this pandemic, that only the drive-through locations are successful. Well, that makes complete sense because they've shut down the indoor dining. Duh, of course. So the stores where people aren't, you know, there's not a lot of people going out, not as much anyway, they're suffering. And that makes a lot of sense. So it's sad to see, you know, it's sad to see anything kind of closed up like that. So that's not cool. Definitely not cool. Um, let's hop into some gaming news. Let's talk about some gaming stuff. I mean, it's, fuck, if I gotta, I gotta stop talking about this food. I'm getting hungry. It's morning time. I need something to eat. Feed the beast. Uh, Halo Infinite will be free to play. However, at the time of writing this, we just got word, I think two days ago, or yesterday even, that it's gonna be delayed till 2021. It won't be a launch title. What? That's even more, that's even bigger news than it's gonna be free to play. Originally, this was a leak about the, uh, Halo Infinite free to uh, free to play. Um, so check this out. So earlier it was a leak thanks to retailer Smith's Toys. They briefly posted some details about it online. Um, particular interest is the claim that it will apparently feature a free to play multiplayer experience. That was the term they used. That was the quote. So people were like, "Wait, wait, what?" Microsoft hasn't announced this yet, so they kind of threw the pooch on that deal. Um, yeah, so Microsoft has now confirmed that that leak was accurate. <laughs> that sucks. They're so pissed. You know they're pissed. And that Halo Infinite's multiplayer will, in fact, be free to play. Details will follow later. Obviously, no more extra details. But how cool is that going to be? That's going to be so rad. But then, shortly after that, I think it was the next day, the bombshell dropped that it's going to be delayed till 2021, which puts it out of the release window for the launch of the Series X, which is going to be this holiday, 2020. What? Think about that. Dude, they're getting so much heat about that. And that's, you know, oh, what the fuck? What stopped? What stopped working? No, nothing. Okay, great. Um, yeah, that's in, that's insane. Uh, yeah, that's insane. Think about that. Um, you know, they just got roasted from the trailer that they <laughs> that they presented recently. And this just does not bode well for them. It's very unfortunate. What do you think about that? 
were you thinking about you wanted Halo Infinite as a launch game? I mean, honestly, I feel like that was so smart to do. Uh, it's tough. It's tough for Microsoft because guess what? I'm looking at this personally. I'll tell you what I'm, I'm looking at this. And I mentioned this on the last episode. I'm looking at it like this. I, in fact, have no reason to get a Series X at launch. Why? Because Xbox Game Pass. The Game Pass is honestly one of the best deals and features and services in gaming, especially if you're an Xbox fan and or a PC gaming fan. Straight up. It just straight up is. I have no reason to get an Xbox Series X at launch because of that, because all these games, not all, of course, but majority of them are going to be on Game Pass and I can play them on my PC. And I'm sorry, but my PC is more expensive than a Series X. The hardware is far superior than a Series X, as it should be. I paid <laughs> three times what a Series X is going to cost for it. Like, that makes sense. So it's understandable. Just so people like, I know you already said that, and the Xbox fans were like, well, you paid you paid four times for your PC. Yeah, exactly. I know, I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. But, you know, in, in, in a small form package and a great home console, the Series X is going to be, it's, it's wonderful um, if that's what you're going to be into. And definitely we'll pick one up in the future. But uh, there's really no reason for, if you're a PC gamer, there's no reason to have that. Or how about this? Let me rephrase that. If you're in a Microsoft games, and I mean that as the umbrella and all the studios that they own and all the games that they publish and are produced. If you're a Microsoft fan, okay, and you play on PC, there's no reason to get one. That's what I'll say. That makes more sense, saying it that way. Um, it should be a waste of money at this point. Um, you know, until they offer something else or, you know, I, I don't know. To be honest, I, I, to be honest, it's just, it's crazy. So that got me thinking a lot about that. What do you think about that? Um, what do you think about the Halo Infinite news, though, in, in conjunction with it not being a launch title on Series X? How does that make you feel? I want to know. I want to know. You can also call me or email me. How about this? Uh, 503-908-5490 is the hotline. Call me and just leave me a voicemail. It goes right to my voicemail. 503-908-5490. I want to know your thoughts on that. Is it a make or break? Did it push you to Sony? Did it push you to a PS5? Are you that mad about it? I want to know. I know I know diehard Xbox fans, and they've been looking forward to it. And I would be pissed. Honestly, I would be pissed if I was, like, interested in, in that as a launch title, and then they fucking delayed it. Yeah, it'd be crazy. Um, the Giga Leak continues, as you can imagine. And the Giga Leak was what we reported on a few episodes ago, where another massive batch of Nintendo IP data game data, files, videos, audio, beta, info, rough draft. Like there is literally whatever they said. I forgot what I said. It was a couple terabytes or 500 gigabytes or something. It was a massive, massive leak of, of Nintendo property online. And uh, this continues. People are sorting through and sh shifting through the data. And there's so much stuff. And I have some other stuff here. So as you can imagine, all the stuff that people are going through, but this collection of stuff, people are finding Super Mario 64, Super Mario World assets and data. And it turns out there's also files from Nintendo's original Animal Crossing game. Uh, a game developer who goes by the handle TV Online accessed the already leaked files and posted this about finding it on Twitter uh, earlier last week. Among the files, TV found an unused villager called Cat13. Isn't that cool? Just even that bit of data 
even that just info, I think, is really, really unique. Just knowing that they named some of the animals, like what they were, cat, and then just a number, basic 13. Think about that. So they had cat one through however many. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm geeky. Like, I, I think that's really kind of cool info just to, to know. Uh, it's called Cat 13. Appears to have never made it onto any Animal Crossing game. Uh, we don't know much about her yet, just that she looks kind of grumpy. Uh, I have a screenshot that I'm going to post here. Here we go. There it is. And uh, they actually went in and put the face on uh, an animal uh, kitty there to make it look like um, a real villager. So pretty, pretty cool stuff. Interesting lips, right? It almost looks like it's not finished, right? Kind of looks not finished. I guess I would need to see some of the other animal droppings, characters to compare the face texture, but it doesn't appear to be finished. IMO. Very cool stuff. They're still going through the um, massive amount of data. Massive amounts of data. Hey, Tony Hawk 1 and 2 is coming out very soon. They're adding 37 new songs to the OST. Uh, the developers of the game announced that only three of the original songs from the games would be on this remake because of licensing issues, as you can imagine. But um, this is, yeah, this was due to licensing. But Activision will also be adding 37 new tracks announced by this flashy 90s looking banner, which I also have a picture. Boom, here it is. How cool is this? Look at that. It's like a skeleton skating there, all blow, blammo. Which is cool. But look at this. Tribe called Quest up there at the top. A lot of great bands. MXPX. Uh what do we see here? Goldfinger, Papa Roach, Dead Kennedy, Sublime, uh, Zebra Head. Rage Against the Machine, of course. Uh, Power Man 5000, just to name a few. Bunch of great bands. Vandals here. Yeah, cool. Very, very cool stuff. Real Big Fish. Yeah, let's get it. Get it. Uh, Craig David. What? Oh, no. Craig. Oh, no. What is it? Craig. Craig Craig. Oh, I don't know who that is. I thought it was like, I thought it was Craig David. I was like, what? What the fuck? Destroy Boys. Bunch of cool stuff. Billy Talent. So anyway, yeah, check check it out. I mean, dude, that game's going to be super awesome. I honestly, I'm really excited to see how they do this because those games are supposed to, that game rather is supposed to combine both 1 and 2 into kind of one from what they say or something to where you can kind of flip back and forth and it makes sense and they kind of play together. I love that idea. I think it's great. And I actually really like the fact that they did that instead of trying to nickel and dime us and loot box our asses into saying like, well, buy the first one and then we'll buy the second one. You know what I mean? Like they didn't try to screw us over. So I actually, I respect that. I really do respect that. I think that's great. Good move on them. Um, You guys know I love Contra. In fact, uh, it's one of my top five. I'll say that so I won't spoil it. You can go watch my top 20 NES games list on YouTube. I won't spoil it. But Contra is one of my top five games on the Nintendo Entertainment System. And so I was really excited when I saw this. Blacklist Games and Kesco will launch a new Contra board game based on Konami's Contra, which celebrates 34 years. Wow. Um, yeah. Originally debuted as a coin-op game in the arcades. Uh, Contra later became, came over to the NES in 1988 that year. The year Jason Heine broke his leg, broke his shin playing soccer. And I played this fucking game all summer long. Remember it. Great story. I've told it many times. 
Uh, Contra, the board game, is the co-op game of one to four players. You will need to work together to defeat the Red Falcon Army. Each game, players will dodge hazards on the board, pick up new weapons, all to help defeat a boss. Players can also play cards to defeat enemies and clear some of the board's most dangerous areas. But Contra, the board game, operates on a timer. And Commandos only have so long to defeat the boss. Very, very cool. I have a couple of screenshots. You want to see some of this stuff? I'd love to show it to you. I got lots of screenshots today, boys and girls. Look at that. Even the box looks cool in NES, in the, in the shape of a NES cart. Very, very cool stuff right there. Uh, yeah, it looks great. I'd love to pick it up. Pre-order starting July 30th. Uh, visit blacklistgamesllc.com for more info. Yeah, yeah, buddy. There you go. I actually really think that's going to be fun. Love it. I wish we had uh, another... <laughs> I wish we had another floor in the house, to be honest. I wish we had to say, I was going to say, I wish we had another table, but I wish we had another floor so we could just move all that stuff up to, uh, you know, the game room. And uh, it would be great to uh, to do that and uh, set up, because we actually have board games. Steph has a bunch of board games. I have some board games myself, um, Omega Virus and uh, some Monopolies and some others here and there. And I think it'd be fun just to play them. And even set up a camera. I've always wanted to set up a little, like, a, if I could do a station. I just, here we go. I got another fucking station. I got stations all over the place. But if I had another one for board games or a big table and just mount a camera overhead, it would be great. A completely square table that was big enough. And you could set four uh, or even maybe like an octagon type table. And you could set the board game down and then have the camera overhead and just stream us playing games. But, of course, that would mean we'd have to have friends and, you know, kind of losers we don't have a lot of friends uh at least in person so we're gonna have to just you know make it up any two-player games <laughs> i think it would be rad though to like stream board games uh, man i would love to do that wish times were different we could all get together and do that it'd be super fun um uh the company analog you know that company that makes those super high-end uh, uh fgpa uh, game uh, consoles that play retro games well they were launching, or they did launch, the Pocket. And it sold out in 15 minutes. I was talking with uh, the voicemail maniac Cameron about this. In fact, he sent a voicemail over. We'll, talk, we'll, we'll play it later and talk about it. Uh, the Pocket is the company's first intro into handheld gaming, and it boasts some exciting features. A 3.5-inch, 665-PPI LCD display made of Gorilla Glass, a 3,400 milliamp battery with an estimated six-hour playtime. Uh, support for Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance games, and a built-in synthesizer. Ooh, that sounds actually really cool to me. The Analog Pocket will launch for $199, while the optional dock, which lets you play games on your TV via HDMI out, will be $100. Let's take a look at this thing. I actually have some screenshots. You want to see it? Showing you lots of pictures today, boys and girls. It's great. Look at this. Is that not just a beautiful thing? It looks almost just like a Game Boy, early Game Boy kind of. But uh, yeah, super sleek, very sexy, completely square all the way around. Looks nice. It's got, if, you, if you're listening to the audio version of this, it's basically just a, looks like a Game Boy, kind of completely square. Uh, more like rectangle, actually. Sorry. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me go back to kindergarten and check out my shapes. Uh, rectangle has, on the right side, it has four buttons. And then it has a proper D-pad. Looks like at the bottom middle it has a couple of buttons, maybe a home button or start, select. And then the dock is very small. 
uh, just a small footprint. It's a square dock with a little round cylinder type piece on the top for uh, it to lean up against. Looks really, really nice. So it's 200 bucks. Pre-orders went live, sold out in, in 15 minutes. It's gone. And then it has accessories too. And I actually, I posted some screenshots in here so you guys could see all this stuff. Um, let me zoom in on this. So the accessories, all right, there's the dock, 100 bucks. There's the uh, hard case, which you don't necessarily need, but let's just say you want to get that, right? Tempered glass screen protector. Nah, you don't really need that, but uh, I don't know. Are you clumsy? Maybe you do. That's 16 bucks. That's the cheapest. Just so, newsflash, that's the cheapest thing that they make right there. All right. Then we go down here. This is the stuff that we need. So I, I guess my question, I'm kind of confused. I'm kind of confused on this thing. What does it play out of the box? I should go to their website and actually read about that so that I know. Because I look down here and you have to buy. Oh, okay. It's actually, it's actually telling me. So it plays out of the box. It plays Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games. All right. That makes sense. Okay. Well, if you want it to play Game Gear or Neo Geo Pocket Color, or Atari Lynx, which I think is amazing, by the way. How cool is that? That they make these adapters? You can play these games? Think about this. You can now play your Lynx. Just, let's, let's put this signal flow into play. You can plug this pocket into the dock, and then plug this Atari Lynx adapter into your pocket, plug in your Lynx game into the adapter, and then play your Atari Lynx, via Bluetooth wireless controller, like an 8-bit do or something like that, or I think USB, It's at, the dock has a USB port on it, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I don't see one, but I think I saw that. And you can play your Atari Lynx via HDMI on your big TV for the very first time. Now, how much is that worth to you? Is it worth like five bills? Because that's about what it's going to cost to deck this thing completely out. Now, you don't have to buy all the adapters. You can just buy one. But we're only saving, what, 60 bucks? So we're still going to drop a serious four bills. And if you want some cables, pocket link cable, it has some MIDI cables, has some uh, USB cables and things like that. They're like 16 bucks a pop. So really, at the end of the day, and now this is no surprise, their, their, um, their NES that they make is 500 bucks. It's 499.99. So like this is... This is right up in there too. And they make amazing stuff, mind you. I know we're talking about the price because this is like one of the most expensive pieces of hardware in in the in like in this market, in this segment that you can buy. I, I'm not sure how much the Polymega is. I think the Polymega is similar, um, but I don't have those details in front of me. But the Polymega, another amazing project. Um, shit, I remember us talking with them three, four years ago for Game on Expo. They were going to come out. Um in fact, they were going to come out and I made a flyer to promote them for on our on our social media. And they were like, no, 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 take it down. Take it down. We're not ready to announce yet. <laughs> that was a long time ago. But they also, Polymega allows you to buy adapters and plug into this thing to do cartridge or CD-based gaming, Sega CD or JAG CD, whatever, whatever it is, PS1, PS2, I think. Um, but yeah, cool stuff. Really, really cool stuff. And I think, um, man. I think that is so cool. And I like where this is going. I just, it's, it's a, it's, that's a, that's a hefty, that's a hefty price to throw down, isn't it? Yeah. I, I almost was kind of interested in getting something like that. I was kind of interested in that, but uh, yeah. 
I wasn't quick enough to get one. But then again, I wasn't even done thinking, should I buy one? No, nah, I don't have the money for that right now. So I wasn't even going to. But I would consider it um, maybe down the road. Uh, you know, maybe get, maybe get one used or something. I don't know. Secondhand? I don't know. Will they be available secondhand? Probably. But they'll be probably just as expensive. I feel like with limited limited stuff there. Um, Nintendo. This is some cool stuff in Nintendo news. Nintendo trademarks quote, Mario Sports. They trademark that. So they have people kind of freaking out and getting excited. A new Nintendo trademark has surfaced online and is possibly leaked to the next big Nintendo Switch or Nintendo Switch Lite game. More specifically, Nintendo applied for a new trademark, both Europe and Australia, for Mario Sports. Unfortunately, the trademark doesn't divulge anything noteworthy, of course. It's just a trademark. We've seen this before. We've seen them uh, actually file for patents for different pieces of hardware, controllers, stylus, a bunch of other things. I will say on the patents, though, usually whatever they patent does end up coming out, like the NES controllers, the wireless Super Nintendo controllers, all those things that were, like, leaked, they became real. So this is kind of exciting. Why would they, why would they file for a trademark of that? Why would they? Unless they want to make it a game. I think that's really cool. We don't know for sure, not official, but they did file for it. Um, Nintendo released a new Mario Tennis on Switch, but many are waiting for the return of Mario Golf. Uh, Super Sluggers, which was their baseball. Strikers, which was their soccer. And then some other Mario sports games and spinoffs. However, it looks like Nintendo may be more interested in releasing the sports games as one large collection, maybe, rather than a fleshed out individual game type. I don't know. It's speculation. We don't know. All we know for sure is that Nintendo trademarked Mario Sports. Note, plural, sports. Mm, it's kind of exciting, to be honest. Kind of exciting. Um, yeah, cool stuff. That was some gaming news. I actually have my one bit of, uh, my one bit of tech news to talk about. And then uh, from there, we will jump into voicemails. And then from there, we'll jump into the scam um, scam stuff and do a little education 101. Very cool. So tech news. Mac OS 8. Yeah, you heard me right. OS 8 is now an app you can run on your Windows or Apple computer. <laughs> Developer Felix Reisenberg has transformed Mac OS 8 into an app that you can install on your Mac or PC. After transforming Windows 95 into an app back in 2018, Reisenberg decided to turn the entire 1991 Macintosh Quadra with Mac OS 8.1 into a single app. It even includes a number of apps and games thanks to the old Macworld demo CD from 1997. The app can be installed on Mac OS, Windows, and Linux. This is so cool. In fact, I find this really cool because we had a Mac, we had a Macintosh Performa 450 back in, I think it was 91. It had to have been 91 or 92. I, we were, we did our reports on Clarice Works. I remember doing all kinds of things that had a little microphone on the side. Like I just, man, very, in fact, folks, I still have it. <laughs> of course I do. I never get rid of anything. It's in the garage. I still have it. And I just remember that the monitor had a little 
issue with like the power, like it, the cable would kink and be kind of weird. Uh, and it would, it would cut out sometimes. But other than that, the thing worked great. I wonder if it would still boot. Gosh, it's been, it's been in there for like, I've had it for, well, I guess what, 25 years in there. So maybe I should pull that out and do a video, see if it will boot. But uh, I do still have it. Very, very cool. So this was really exciting to me to see this stuff. It's like reliving memory lane here. Um, uh, it's an app written entirely in JavaScript, and it used a virtual machine to emulate the Macintosh Quadra 900 with the Motorola CPU. This is the one that Apple used before its transition into IBM PowerPC chips back then. Risenberg has managed to get classic games like Duke Nukem 3D, Civilization 2, and Dungeons and Dragons to run. There's even a bunch of apps and trials pre-installed in this, including Photoshop 3, Premiere 4, Illustrator 5.5, Stuff It Expander, remember that, and Apple's web page construction kit, which people actually really, really loved and made really cool websites. Like one of the first ever programs that allowed you to make websites. And people made great websites and in fact used them for many, many years with this program. I remember reading stories about that. Um, very, very cool. I cannot wait to try them out. I went and downloaded them all and I cannot wait to try them out. I, I really want to try the Windows 95 as well. I think that'll be a total trip. Uh, go to GitHub and search for the developer's name. That's how you're going to find it easily. The link was too long. So I just, I just searched Felix, F-E-L-I-X, and then Reisenberg, R-I-E-S-E-N-B-E-R-G, Reisenberg. And so you should be able to find that stuff there. How about that? Super awesome stuff. That's all I have for tech news because I knew I was going to spend a lot of time talking and showing this scam message that I'm getting. And we're going to talk about it. It's going to be really, really great. We'll do that after the voicemails come through. I think I have several. Um, let me go back here and take a look to see exactly what I have here. Okay. looks like we have three voicemails and... One is a two-parter from the voicemail maniac himself, Mr. Cameron. Uh, we'll get to your second there. Let's see. Let me play this first one here. It appears to be a story. And I like stories. Always love stories. Hold on. Let me let me do this. Let me get rid of my get rid of my mirroring because I don't think it's coming through. As well as it should. Stop mirroring. There we go. Start over. We're doing it live, folks. Fuck it. We're doing it live. Hey, Jason. There we go. This is uh, Ryan. I uh, I called your show back on episode 40. Uh, I kind of sparked the conversation of the ever-growing backlog. Oh, Ryan. Thank uh, you for that. And uh, <laughs> needless to say, I have actually uh, finished quite a few games off of my backlog. Good. And I uh, feel pretty good about that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, been getting a little bit smaller, so which is good. Yeah, man. Uh, I just listened to your most recent podcast, and you wanted people to share their freeway stories. Oh, yeah, that's and, right. Uh, I got a freeway story here for oh, you. Oh, good. I was driving, this was several years ago, driving with my dad um, uh, towards uh, um, Milwaukee to go visit my uh, uh, uncle here in Oregon. And uh, I know right where that's spot on 99E where you kind of cross over the Willamette. And this kind of area is notorious for um, people just like pulling out in front of other, of other people. I'm going to just pause it right there. Ryan, you know, I'm from there, right? I'm from there. 
I absolutely know exactly that bridge you're talking about. It's a fucking clusterfuck. Absolutely agreed. It's chaos. It's chaos. And it's always backed up. Yeah, dude, I live right across the river there in Clackamas, born and raised. All right, let's go. Uh, you're going about 40, 45, and people coming in from your right are at a dead stop. So anyway, we're um, driving, and uh, <laughs> I'm following this uh, truck, and it's just uh, packed with all kinds of junk, you know, all kinds of stuff. I don't I'm just going to pause again. Why is it always a truck full of shit? That's exactly it, right? That's exactly it. When you, folks, hey, PSA real quick. When you're on the freeway or anywhere for that matter, and you're behind a truck that is stacked full of shit, just get out of its way. Let's just take, let's just, that's the takeaway. If there's a truck full of shit, I don't care if you need to slow down and let it go way ahead of you. Like, just get away from it because, dude, they're always dropping shit. They never, what do they say? Secure your load. All right, Ryan, I'm sorry. Like they were getting rid of something like they're going to the dump or whatever. Mm -hmm. So anyway, dump is over there, by the way. Yeah. I got some good distance between the truck in front of me and smart. Then, uh, smart. I'm approaching this intersection and this guy pulls out in front of me and uh, I have to like slam on my brakes to avoid, you know, hitting him. Let's cut you off. Yeah. And so, um, just a little bit further down the road, uh, uh, this truck that I was originally behind hits a bump in the road, and this wheelchair that he had in the back of his truck goes flying out of the back and lands in the middle of the highway, and the guy that just previously cut me off like 10 seconds before <laughs> slams into this uh, wheelchair yes. in the middle of the road. Yes. I just thought... I was like, that's karma right yeah, there. Yeah, man. That, you know, that is. Uh, you finally, you know, get a little bit of justice, you know, after, after you know, someone cuts you off like that. But, Seriously, man. Uh, Karma's anyway, a bitch. Um, so thanks for letting me share my story and I uh, really love your show. Thank and you. And I uh, will catch up with you later. Ryan, you're the yeah. man. Appreciate the call. That's hilarious. Those are the kind of stories I want to hear. Now, look, I don't ever, I don't want you to get, get the wrong impression. I don't ever wish, you know, pain or injury or anything on anyone. Like, I, come on, you guys know me. But like, seriously, though, karma's a bitch. Dude, I drive two hours every day, 100 miles a day to, to and from work. I do that every day. I see all kinds of shit like that on the road. And you know what? If people drive like dickheads, then sometimes, hey man, karma's a bitch. You know, karma's a bitch. You don't, don't act, don't act like you've never been on the road and someone is driving like a fucking maniac. If you, if you're a patron and you tune into my car vlog videos, I have the camera on my dash rolling the whole time and I'm driving on the freeway the whole time. And you'll see me actually often. I'll like stop and I'll be like, Jesus, look at this guy. He's like, he's like, you see him cutting and speeding. And I'm, I'm usually like doing something. I'll do evasive maneuvers sometimes like it's happening on camera. So if you're a patron and you, you watch the car vlogs, you already know this, but like, dude, karma's a bitch. And I just think that is hilarious. So don't, what I was gonna say is don't act like you haven't been on the freeway driving and someone is driving like a complete asshole. And you've said to yourself, you know what? You said this. You said one or two things. I've said both these. I've gone, where's the cop? Where's a cop when you need one? That's what I always say. Where the fuck is a cop when you need one, right? There's, they're not around. He's driving like a maniac. Or I've just been like, you know what? He's out here endangering people's lives, driving like an idiot. 
Like, I just hope he gets a flat tire. I know you've said that. I know I have too. I just, you know, I hope you get a flat tire, buddy. You slow the hell down. Slow the hell down. Ryan, I appreciate that. Yeah, dude, you know I'm from there, right? You may not, I don't know if you know or not. I'm, I live right across that bridge, man. Love it. Love it. That's so cool you're from there too. Good old Milwaukee. Good times. It's good to hear from you. I appreciate that. If any, and, and, hey, let's continue it. If you got any other uh, road stories, I love it. And, uh, you know, we used to, um, uh, we heard from the, that, that uh, trucker couple uh, a long time ago. I don't know if they still listen to the show, but they're on the road and, and uh, they, uh, they love the, they listen to the podcast. And they love to tune in when I do uh, streams, uh, doing my American truck sim and stuff like that. It was really, really cool. I would love to hear from them again. So I appreciate that, Ryan. All right. We got, uh, looks like we got Cameron here, the voicemail maniac. And uh, he's got a two-parter. So let's play them both. We'll play them back to back. And then we'll see uh, so, so we don't miss anything here. Again, I appreciate the, the call there, uh, Cameron. Thank you. Always good to hear from you. What's up, Jason? Maniac of voicemails. Cameron here. Uh, this is a momentous occasion for me because I actually have something uh, based on current, I guess, retro current gaming uh, to, to talk about other what? than the my usual, what is your favorite hamburger? <laughs> Get out of stuff. here. Get the fuck um, out of anyway, here. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not sure. You, you probably are. Uh, there's a company called Analog. They make, um, I guess, FPGA-based, you know, like Genesis uh, consoles, Nintendo, Super Nintendo with, you know, extra features. You know, I'm very much not into like sort of the tech stuff and I, I didn't really understand you know while somebody, somebody would rebuy a an FPGA you know version of a Nintendo when you could just you know do the original one anyway uh they came out with this new product called the I think it's the mini I'm sorry the pocket uh I can't even get this right but I think it's the pocket <laughs> basically it. it's a uh, <clears throat> a Game Boy um DF or Game Boy uh, advanced in color all in one and you can purchase additional adapters for like the Lynx Game Gear. But I'm really excited because, uh, you know, there aren't too many options for Game Gear. No, there's not. I have a Game Gear with a, a McWill screen and, of course, it has new caps, new capacitors, which is about the best you can do now. Well, that's good. But um, this, this is supposed to be pretty awesome. has a lot of uh, stuff I just do not understand about it. All the FPGA, I guess it kind of mimics a real, a, you know, the real console or system. Um, maybe you, you know more about this than I do, but, uh, was just curious of your opinion on this. Um, you know, it's, it goes up for pre-order tomorrow and it's 200, 200 bucks, kind of expensive, but I think it'd be kind of worth it. Mm -hmm. And you can get a dock to hook up to your TV, which is also really cool with uh, HDMI. So would love to hear your thoughts, your opinions. It kind of checks those boxes for me, you know, original Game Boy and Game Gear. Yeah, man. So I agree. Really cool. And, uh, apparently... The uh, Game Boy SP 101s have been going for a lot more money. I didn't realize that. Hmm. Ever since COVID hit, people were wanting to get back into that stuff too, which makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. So I'm glad I got mine when I did at a thrift store. So got super lucky with that. Oh, you nice. Yeah. You win some, you lose some. Sure anyway, do. hope you guys are having a great week. Um, love to hear your thoughts, and we'll talk again real soon. Yeah, Cameron, absolutely. And, you know, you heard me earlier talk about it. Yeah, I think it's a big win. I think that's a great, a big win there for um, – for the pocket. Um, of course, yeah, it's sold out. So, but let's see what your second email says. And we'll, we'll discuss, we'll discuss that. I, I honestly, I feel like I have a Retron five and it doesn't play 
Game Gear or Lynx or Neo Geo Pocket Color. It doesn't play any of those. It plays a lot, but not those. It plays Game Boy and Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color. So I actually, uh, yeah, I. this is like the only way you can really get to play it. So I'm kind of down for it, man, to be honest, the more I think about it. Mr. Heine, it is the Voice One Maniac with a follow-up to my last somewhat positive uh, voice note regarding the analog pocket. Um, so pre-orders went up this morning. I was at work. I kind of snuck and uh, got on the website right at 10. Uh, I guess I forgot what uh, time it, it was. Um, I think 8 Pacific uh, Standard Time. So it was around 10 o'clock here, Central Standard Time. Um, so anyway, uh, I was there right at 10. Bam, got what I wanted, got the pocket, accessories. Oh, awesome. Uh, oh, my after God. screen protector in the cart, you know, got my name information entered in there. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Went to check out and uh, it got stuck on the shipping calculation, uh, I guess, thing. And then, of course, um, by the time it, it uh, finished uh, doing that, it was a few minutes. They had everything and sold out, like literally everything. So, oh my god, probably dude. within the first five minutes, maybe. Oh shit, I um, thought it was like fifteen. Maybe first ten minutes, I don't know. But oh my god, I got stuck in that whole shipping thing. So, um, dude, I was sort of under the impression that this would be kind of like a pre-order situation. That's sort of like rolling in in, in the sense that you know, well, you pre-order it and then they're going to manufacture everything based on the pre-orders. That and that would Apparently make they sense. Just had a certain number. You know, allocated for pre-orders, and they all sold out within ten minutes, if not five minutes. Dude, um, this is probably the, my first experience with this sort of limited edition kind of boutique item, and it's a little frustrating. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have dealt with this a lot more than me with like limited run games, that kind of thing. You know, which I don't really fool with. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it was frustrating, you know, I'm on the sort of wait list of when the next one's come out, but it's no big deal though. I'm, you know, I'll, I'll save money, uh, not getting it. And if I get it, I get it. So mm. I kind of have that attitude, Yeah. you, you know, other than it is, it is kind of frustrating. Keep it me. Like the only product I could see myself, you know, wanting in this sort of, I don't know. Yeah. Because it's game gear and you love the game so. gear, dude. I anyway, think that there's makes my sense. Day for you. Maybe yeah. you, you'll catch this for the podcast where I had a positive, excited uh, voicemail about the pocket. So uh, anyway, uh, we'll catch you guys later. Yeah, it's good to hear from you, man. I mean, absolutely no doubt. I feel like, oh, man, you know, the more I think about this, honestly, the more more I'm kind of getting hyped for it. I, I think it, and for you who love Game Gear, and there's really no way to play Game Gear on a big, a big TV unless you're going to do emulation, I think this actually makes the most sense, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's steep, but you know what? You're paying for the quality, right? You're paying for all that. And I don't have a problem paying for quality, to be honest. Really don't. Um, yeah, man, that's that's crazy. And it sucks that that happened. Sorry to hear that, Cameron. <laughs> Keep me posted, man. I, I did actually see, you know, it's funny, since you sent that, I follow them on Twitter, the, the company Analog. And they made a post on Twitter, like maybe a few days later, people are still not, they're like reeling from this fact that they couldn't get the pocket. And they posted, hey, we have some more of the NESs. I forget what they're called. They're, um, I forget what they're called, but the the $500 ones, you know, uh, the really, really high-end ones. And they're like, we found some more, something like that. 
or whatever they said. And those sold out in like the first five minutes. Again, whatever pre-orders. It doesn't make sense actually that they would open pre-orders for a certain amount. Like, wouldn't that make sense to manufacture the demand? But maybe they have some sort of weird situation where they can only manufacture a certain amount. That would be my only, that would be the only thing that kind of makes sense to me. Like we can only manufacture a thousand of them, right? So they're like pre-orders for a thousand, end it there. That makes sense. Why would you be able to take on, more, bite off more than you can chew? And I would understand that from, you know, a business perspective, but still, bro, first of all, if people are wanting your stuff and they're wanting to pre-order it, you better shift your ass in gear and get that stuff made. Don't, I, I don't ever want to deny anyone from getting stuff if they want it. You know what I mean? So that is, uh, that's, that's crazy stuff right there. All right, we're going to take one more voicemail. This is great. I appreciate you guys all calling. Uh, 503-908-5490 if you want to talk to me and uh, the community about stuff here. Let's jump right back into the phone calls. Got one more for you, and then we're going to move on to some tech. Tech stuff. Let's do it. I needed a faster iPad. I'll tell you that right now. Hey, Jason. Percy Havoc here. Percy, my man. This isn't so much a question as just a little story, and thank you. Although you can feel free to discuss the topic as well. So having a few months off from work due to the lockdown and then going back was difficult for me. And it really confirmed for me that I needed to find a new day job. Oh, wow. Well, there's a certain field I was interested in getting into. So I set up a job alert online for it during quarantine. And an interesting listing popped up a little over a month ago. So I applied. And the more I thought about it, I realized that there were a lot of creative ideas I could bring to this particular job. And I remembered something you said about selling yourself. Uh, you did that in the past and had good results. Goosebumps. So keeping that in mind, that's exactly what I did. Oh, dude. I sent a follow-up talking about my ideas, got an interview, and I sold myself. And lo and behold, I got the job. You fucking now, badass. It's only part-time, so I still have to work at my existing job, but there's a chance that this could open up the door to bigger and better things down the road. Yes. Normally, I yes. try to stay humble. No. But there's a time to talk yourself up, and if I hadn't remembered what you said, I might not have had that spark to do it. So thanks. Take care, dude. You can't see him. Look at my look at the hair on my arm, standing straight the fuck up. That Percy, fucking round of applause for you. I didn't do that. You did that. First of all, you sold yourself. You did that. I appreciate you calling and letting me know that. And I just want to say congratulations on the position. And I feel like no matter what you put your mind to, you'll be able to do it. You'll be able to spark creativity and bring a lot of value to that position in that company. That's the thing that is instilled. That's the thing that is in all of us. It's there. We just have to reach in and grab it and do it. And I, I'm very thankful that you thought of me in that light and were able to do that, man. But I appreciate you telling me, but sir, you did that on your own. Congratulations. That is so fantastic, man. That makes me feel, honestly, that makes me feel like a million bucks. So, so great. You fucking badass. You sold yourself. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. This is going to be exciting. I'm actually going to chop up this video uh, off the podcast here and make it a separate YouTube video and up upload it separately because I think it's really, really important. And I think this segment needs to be shown um, outside of this, just the podcast. So a lot of a lot of scamming and a lot of um, 
a lot of stuff is going on online like this. Now, this isn't something that's brand new, but there is it's definitely becoming more and more popular. So I want to bring attention to it. Um, I was basically, okay, so here's, here's the, here's the backstory. So I'm currently getting anywhere between like 10 to 15 friend requests a day on Facebook. Now I would say almost 99% of those are fake, either fake accounts, um, spam accounts or phishing accounts that are trying to collect data from me to then, you know, basically get my data and then hack hack me and then get all my data and just screw me over. This is this has been going on since the birth of the internet. Um but what's happening now is the tactic is is not changed but it's evolving. So normally what would happen is you would be on, you'd be on the internet. This is one that's been around forever. You'd be online, spyware, whatever gets on your system. Uh you get a pop-up, you accidentally click on the pop-up, takes you to a site, you're clicking links, you're downloading attachments, you're running programs that you don't or shouldn't be running, you have an issue. Then stuff gets installed on your system. You get a pop-up. It says to call Microsoft or call tech support or call whatever. And you call this number and it sends you over and you typically will then talk to somebody um, that is trying to just scam you out of your data and they'll transfer money out of your bank account to theirs. And it's, it's this big thing. Go look it up on, on YouTube. There's a lot of great channels that talk about this and show this. I'm not showing that today. What I'm showing today is somebody trying to uh, do this on Facebook Messenger. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and pop open the iPad so that we can go into my mirroring here. And uh, I'll pull it up so that we can look at this together. And we'll go through the whole conversation. We'll go through the whole conversation. I think it's really great to see. Let me scroll up to the top. All right. Uh, so what we have here is, uh, and I'll, I'll zoom it in so that crop out anything else here. But so here's what we have, the conversation on the right. This is how it started. This was this week, Tuesday. Uh, two days ago. Okay, this is two days ago. So got a message from Joinal Abden. I mean, they're even trying to create American sounding names that aren't even, I mean, that's not even, doesn't even sound like someone from, I don't know, maybe, maybe it is. Who knows? Anyway, they're from St. Louis, Missouri, it says, right? Instantly, no, this is fake. I just instantly know. Here's the, here's the problem. The problem is, and we'll let's just discuss this, this open discussion. First of all, the picture is probably a real person, probably somebody's account. It's a real person that lives somewhere in this world. Uh, unfortunately, she got her picture stolen, but that's anything that's online is, is there for the taking for people who are fishing and trying to scam people. Probably a real person, definitely a fake name, definitely a fake location. With that in mind, let's get going. Let's see. I, I actually kind of find this interesting. I find, I find this interesting enough to actually engage in a conversation because I'm trying to learn I want to see what they say and what they're after. I want to see what links they send me. I want to see what um, what the situation is. What data are they trying to get from me? Are they trying to get my cell phone? Are they trying to get my address? Are they trying to get uh, names of people? Are they trying to get my location? Like, what are they trying to get? And I want to see it. So this is this is great. And this is crazy, folks, because in the last 24 hours, how many times has this happened to me? Three. This has actually happened three times. So I have more to show and maybe we will later on. Um, but okay, here we go. So here comes the message. I'm going to read it out. You can see it on your screen. Um, scammer says, hey, how are you? I say, I'm doing great. How are you tonight? Scammer says, sorry for my friend request. I just want to be friends with you because you look nice in photos. They do not bother to make new friends. I say, 
I love to bother to make new friends. Thank you. They say, good. I'm very happy to meet you. My name is Jessica. I live in Missouri. And you, where are you from? Oh, Jessica, is it? It's not joinal, I guess. Okay, that must that must be uh, an abbreviated. That must be a nickname. You know, that's probably the nickname that her college friends gave her. Joinal. Okay. It's understandable. I get that. So, from Missouri, I reply, Oh, really? That is crazy. I used to live in Missouri. Whereabouts are you from? At this point, folks, I instantly pull up another tab and I go to Wikipedia and I type in Missouri. They reply, it's great. I'm a pizza. And you? What do you do in your life? It's very clear, folks, that English is probably not their first language. This is a sure sign indication that you probably being scammed. You just got to be really, really careful here. All right. Be very, very careful here. Anyone that says that they're great and that they're a pizza, kind of interesting to hear. Again, I asked where they're from exactly in Missouri, because remember, I used to live there. Uh, Spoiler alert. I've never, I've driven through Missouri, never lived there. But I was armed with Wikipedia, which taught me everything I needed to know about Missouri like that. I respond, wait, 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 wait. I'd love to discuss Missouri some more. I think that is so cool. We are both from the same place. What do you do for fun there? Do you go downtown to the Cannabis Cove? I say this because I was reading that they legalized marijuana recently. And so I just made up some fake name and made up some fake place downtown. I I, I don't know. It could exist. I said, I'd love to dance there on the weekends when I live there. They reply, good. What do you do in your free time? Didn't answer my question. Folks, what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to waste their time. I'm trying to take the, if I can waste their time and take them away from the time they spent with me from scamming somebody else, I feel like I'm doing a service. Now, it's not going to stop anything. It's not going to stop them from continuing. But if I can take their time away, just any, even if it's an hour, even if it's an hour, I feel good. And that's about the length of this duration. That's how long it took. My plan was to try to ask them questions and get them distracted. All right, they ask, what do you do in your free time? I reply, well, I do lots of things, actually. Have you ever heard of Dancing Bear? I perform Dancing Bear on the weekends. It really pays the bills for me here. Have you heard of Dancing Bear? (laughs) Now, I was getting a little crazy. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Dancing Bear before, but uh, you guys know, it's that porno where the the dude comes in. He's he's basically dancing for like bachelorette parties and he's got this big bear head on. He's in there dancing, you know. Okay. Some of you might know what that is. (laughs) I said Dancing Bear. Um. And I, I mention, I mentioned that it pays the bills for me. I mentioned, I say that specifically to try to try to get them on the hook. All right. That was my fishing reel going out thinking, oh, 
bills, paying the bills. Oh, you're doing something for work. You have money trying to get them to be like, okay, I will invest more energy into this person because they talked about they have a job with money. That was my thinking. I don't know if it worked or not. We'll see. Let's continue on. They reply, yes. Oh, great. So they've heard of Dancing Bear. That's fantastic. They reply, me, I love the exits between friends. Go to the beach, resto, cinema, and sometimes sex. Do you like sex? Wow. I mean, there's, there's a lot going on in there. I mean, they love the exits between friends. And they love to go to the beach, resto, cinema. Beach Resto Cinema. Maybe they're talking about the Beach Rest Cinema's restroom. Maybe they're actually now I'm deciphering this. Maybe they're trying to say that they like to have sex in the cinema's bathrooms that's located at the beach. Hmm, I don't know. Either way, they ask me if I like sex. I reply, oh, wow, you are very forward, aren't you? Well, I do love sex. I'm single now, though, so not much sex, except with my Christmas candle. It's like a fleshlight, but that's another story. I would love to continue this conversation. Can you hold on for one hour? I have to do some dancing bear. I'll be right back, cutie, is what I reply. I say this because actually <laughs> I just got done with my lunch break while, while texting and I have to go back to work. And for the next hour while I was at work, I had to do something that I could not be on my personal device. They reply, I'm alone right now. And I just took my bath and I'm in my room. Do you want to join me? Three question marks. I reply, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Can I please? Are you sending me a plane ticket to fly to Missouri? They reply, I'll show you my tits and my pussy on the video and excite me with your beautiful cock. And I'll show you more, okay? Oh boy, this is escalating very quickly. I reply, oh wow, this is moving kind of fast. I may need to get, I meant to say undressed. I may need to get undressed for this. I've never done this before. I'm kind of excited though, I reply. So we're basically engaging in sexting at this point. They reply, give me your number, bingo, there it is. Give me your number if you don't mind. And after the cam, I'll send you a naked video of me. Ooh la la, a naked video, huh? So there is number one. They're trying to get my phone number, which is not good. Don't ever give your number. Don't give any data. In fact, let me just quickly say this before I continue on. I should have mentioned this at the beginning of the show. Don't do this. Don't do this, what I'm doing. Just block them, report them, and move on. Don't do this. I'm doing this out of educational purposes. All right. And I want, I knew when this started to happen and this conversation happened, I knew I was going to show this to everyone. So I wanted to continue this. So, but again, please don't do this. This is not smart to do. Because on, on, an, on a phone or a tablet, you can accidentally click a link, you can accidentally click something. It's just way too dangerous. Just do not do it. I, I Please don't do it. Okay, here we go. They want my number. Give me your number if you don't mind. I respond. I'd really like to just keep everything here on Facebook and just as simple. It's just as simple to send video and pictures here on Facebook. 
I say, I'm getting undressed now, baby. I say this because I'm not going to give them my number. And I'm trying to force them to go a different route. Sending me video and pictures, whatever. Even if they're just nude photos from Google that they put in there and post, whatever, right? Not a big deal. I'm not giving my number. I'm going to see what other angle they're going to try, no pun intended, see what other angle they're going to try to work here. Then they say, you're alone right now. I say, I am curious to see what's going to happen next. They say, call me now. I say, I thought we were doing pictures and videos only. I don't see any. Then, oh, better not do any of that there. See, pull up an emoji. You don't want to emoji that. Then they say, missed call. Then they call me. They call me. They actually call me. Video chat. And by this, now at this point, I'm really confused. I'm really confused. I'm thinking, hmm, so I decline it. I say, sorry, my Wi-Fi isn't very good. It won't let me take the call. I have very slow internet. I can only text. Again, trying to force them into really delivering what it is they're after from me. What is it? My banking details, a link to go look at her cam. What is it? What is it? They call two more times. Back to back. See the timestamps. Back to back. I decline them both times. I say, I can't accept them. I'm sorry. My internet is slow. Then they say, okay, bye. I say, have a good day. I hope to chat with you again sometime. They say, okay. I say, I'd like to talk more about Missouri too sometime. <laughs> Missouri. Later on that day, as you can see, 9, 11 in the morning, I get home from work right around this time. I get, and I go to my computer and I fire up my recording. I fire up OBS because I want to try to capture and record what's going to happen next here from the call to see what this is really about. I fire it up. I hit record. I send a message over and say, hey, okay, hot stuff. I'm home with good internet now. I am ready for bath time and hopes that they'll read it and call me and see what this is really about. As you can see at the bottom right, they actually haven't even seen the message yet. So this is very fascinating. I'm actually partly confused as to why they would video call me. Now, unless they're trying to catch me in some sort of uh, crossfire of, um, you know, sexual like video chat or something like that or put my face onto some sort of bribery. Like, I don't know what or why that they would even do this. Uh, that's why I tried to get a hold of them again. Now, of course, they either blocked me or they're going to just move on. They've wasted enough time. But in the end, in the end, I wasted an hour's worth of this person's time. And that makes me feel really, really good. So folks, nobody, nobody in their right mind is going to send you a message out of the blue like this. And just want to, well, <laughs> I guess I can't really say that for sure. Now, can I? I can't really definitely say. But usually, people who are sane don't just randomly message people, say that they look good, and want to have fucking sexting happening. You know what I mean? So, 
yeah, yeah, very, very tricky. So that is what I wanted to show you on, on this. So be very vigilant, be very careful about how you approach these types of situations. You shouldn't really do this. Um, but for me, I know what I'm looking at. And I actually had a few more, like I just had this one too, which maybe I'll talk another time. This person came through and was just basically someone named cow, basically just calling me names, calling me a cow. And I kind of de-escalated the situation by the end. They're just like, okay, cool. See you later. Have a nice one. <laughs> you know, like it could have been really bad, but a lot of, a lot of really random stuff has been happening uh, with me online. Um, yeah. And I had, I had one, another one I had, um, uh, earlier, uh, actually it was last night was somebody was trying to become my stream manager and trying to sell me view bots on Twitch, which is against Twitch's terms of service, of course, and is completely, um, the most wrong thing to do ever in your life. Um, and I have a huge message of that too. I wasted that person's time as well. Um, real person, by the way, they actually operate on Fiverr along with probably millions of other people who are trying to do this. Uh, but We'll talk about that another time. We'll show that another time. So thank you so much uh, for listening to that segment. I hope you uh, got something out of it. And with that, folks, I think we're going to wrap it up. Wrap the show up. This has been great. Thank you so much for hanging out. It's been it's been great to, to see you again. Um, yeah, heinehouse.com is the website. Make sure to check that out. And uh, if you are uh, in the car, you got your Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, make sure to, uh, you know, Play, play the podcast in the car, maybe on your drive or you're in the, on the train going to work, you know, pop it on there. If you've got a, a smart device at your house, ask it to play uh, Heine House Gaming and Tech Podcast. It definitely will. It's really, really cool. Love that. So if you want to blast me through the house, really great stuff right there. And um, other than that, we're going to thank our patrons one last time as we wrap it up and say goodbye. Thank you, everyone. Ground floor, main floor, game loft, Brandon, George, Aaron, Luke, and Justin. Thank you. Much love to you all. I appreciate everyone for your support. The show is funded completely by your support on Patreon. Uh, yeah, and, and hit me up if you guys like uh, seeing some of the scam stuff. I know it's definitely a departure from anything that I do, but I think it fits perfectly into tech. And also we talk about phishing and scam and people trying to swindle each other out of money. And I think it's smart to bring it up and show you like, hey, this shit is going on and you got to be careful. And here's what it looks like. I think it's a win-win. You get education, you get to see it uh, and don't have to deal with it. And um, I get to waste their time. And I, I'm happy with that. I feel great with that. All right. I love you guys so much. Thank you for everything. We'll see you next week. All right. Good night.